the world, O God. At the sound of your name, O God, Lord, we totally surrender and submit everything to you. Father, we submit everything to you. Father, today, O God, we surrender and submit our intellect, our emotions, our knowledge in everything we do. Lord, we say, Master, take control. We say, Master, take control. We humble ourselves in your presence in the name of the Lord. We humble ourselves, O God. Father, under your teachership, we say, speak to us, even tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, let, O God, every humble and contrite spirit submit to you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, O God, our trust is in you. Father, we do not put our trust in man, for we know you will not put us to shame. Father, our trust is in you, O God. Our trust in you, King of glory. Lord, my God, we put our trust in you. We humble ourselves in your presence. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, O God. Pray, ask God to humble you, humble your spirit, humble your mind, bring you to subjection of his word, even in the name of Jesus, make me an overcomer, for me to be an overcomer, I will overcome in you, in the name of Jesus, King of glory, God of grace, you've got great things for us today. And Lord, we praise you. We thank you, King of glory. We exalt your name and we worship you. We thank you, Father. Thank you for humbling us, O God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 43. And we'll start from verse 14. At a time when we are busy thinking about other things, God has his counsel and God wants to bring you, humble you and humble each and every one of us to a place where he can deposit stuff in our mind and in our spirit. And in verse 14 it says, Thus said the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, For your sake I have sent to Babylon and have brought down all their nobles and the Chaldeans whose cry is in the ships. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea, and a path in the mighty waters, which bring forth the chariots and horse, the army and the power. They shall all lie, to, lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinct. They are quenched as, as tow. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing tonight. Amen? Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I, I, even I, will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You're going to raise your voice tonight and say, I am an overcomer, King of glory, and I want to see your ways. I want to see that way that you make in the wilderness, King of glory. You have assured me, King of glory, and even as you have humbled me, Lord, make a way. Make a way for every one of us who will come in here to worship you tonight. Every one of you who have come in here will have an expectation. Make a way for us tonight. Open your mouth and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, King of glory, God of grace, you are our Redeemer. 
You are a great redeemer, the Holy One, the Holy One of Israel, Lord God Almighty, King of Glory. For our sake, Lord God Almighty, you have made today King of Glory. You have ordained that today your people will come and praise you, King of Glory. You, the Creator of Israel, you, the Creator, King of Glory, you, the Creator of the heavens and the earth, you, the one that nothing is too great for you to do, King of Glory. You said you will make a way in the sea. Lord God Almighty, in those situations, those difficult situations, those situations that you've magnified, King of glory, God of grace, make a way through them, O King of glory. Open our eyes to see the ways that you have made. King of glory, break through the rocks, King of glory. Even those difficult situations, those mountains, level them. Lord God Almighty, even those valleys, fill them up in the name of Jesus. King of glory, you are the solution provider. You are our provider. You are the solution provider, King of glory. Make a way, make a way, King of glory. Lord God Almighty, in situations, Lord, even as our even as we bring our bodies, you said, come to me, your body is light. King of glory, God of grace, we have come to you. Lord, we've come to take over your light burden, King of glory, because you make a way through the heavy bodies that we have, King of glory. Lord God Almighty, cause our hearts to go away from the former things. Cause our hearts to go away from the former things, King of glory. I'm going to declare them open in the name of Jim. You say you'll make a way in the wilderness. You say you'll make a way in the desert land. Father, every door that seems shut, before every member of Christ's tabernacle, I command every gate to be opened up. I command every gate to be lifted up. That you, the King of glory, that you will step in. We're going to make a way in the wilderness. Father, everywhere that hope has been delayed, Father, I declare hope into every hopelessness. But I declare gates to be open. I declare doors to be open. I, may, I command every crooked path to get it made straight before every member of Christ's tabernacle, that your name will be glorified and your name be exalted. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. In the book of Job, chapter 22, and from verse 28, it says, What you decide on will be done, and light will shine on your ways. When people are brought low, and you say, lift them up, then he will save the downcast. I want us to pray for every member of Christ Fixed Abenaco at this hour. As many that the enemy has attacked their mind, with indecision, with confusion, with discouragement, we're going to pray to them that God, you said that you lift up the downcasted. You said that you are near to those who call upon you. Who call upon you in truth. You said you satisfy the desire of every heart. So we're going to pray for all our members tonight, that God lift up every head. Every head that is bowed down at this time, lift it up. Anyone that needs to make decisions, that the enemy is bringing confusion, bring direction in the name of Jesus. He said, this is the month of transformation. Take away every veil in the name of Jesus, shall we pray. Father, our God, in Jesus' name, Father, you said in your word, Father, you said unto us, O God, you said what you decide on will be done. You said a light will shine in, the, on the, in every darkness. Lord, I speak to the mind of every member of Christ, Tabernacle. Father, because you are not a God who will lie, neither you are a son of man who will change his mind. Do you speak and not act? Do you promise and not bring it to pass? You are a God that honors his word, and you exalt your name higher than every other name. You said at the name of Jesus, you said every is about. You said your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and you said your dominion is rules over all. Lord, we bring your word back to you tonight, and we speak to every member of Christ Tabernacle. Father, as many that the enemy has called their head to be downcasted. Father, this evening, we command their heads to be lifted up. Lord, we send your angels, Father, to those who are in their homes, we command their heads to be lifted up, to be lifted 
you said in your word. You said whoever is bowed down, you said you will lift up. Lord, begin to lift up. Find the head of every member, every member of Craven Tabernacle. We send your word to them. Find the wherever they are at this hour. Find those who are at home. Find those who are in their beds. Find those who are in every nation. We command every head to be lifted up. To be lifted up. To be lifted up. In the name of Jesus. Anyone that's been cast down, I command them to be lifted up. Every indecision, I turn it around tonight. In the name of Jesus. I speak from light in the midst of darkness. Lord, we pray thee tonight, O God. Lift up your head, so ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors. Everyone who their head is bowed down, O God, we command them to be lifted high tonight. We command them to be lifted high tonight, O God. Jehovah, we pray to you, O God. Father, we thank you, we worship you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we are prayed. The book of the Bible says in Isaiah 49, verse 10, They will neither hunger nor thirst. Nor the days that eat on the sun beat on them. He who has compassion, there will guide them. I leave them beside the springs of water. I will turn the, all their mountains into roads, and their highway will be raised up. We're going to lift up our voice tonight, Lord. Whatever represents mountains in our life, Father, turn our mountain into roads. Let our highway be raised up as we enter, oh God, this month, this month of signs and wonders, as we're approaching into a new month. Lord, guide us, have compassion, and show us your mercy. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. My God and my Father, we decree tonight, oh God. As we enter, oh God, the month of signs and wonders, oh ancient of days, we will neither longer nor thirst over our lives, over our family, over our children, oh God. He who has compassion on us, oh God, you will show us your mercy, ancient of days. You will have compassion over our lives, over our family, over our leaders, over our members, over our nation, oh God. As we enter, oh God, this momentous season in Christ's tabernacle in Great Britain, oh God, show us your mercy, oh God. Show us your mercy, O God. Turn every mountain into roads. Let our highway be raised up, Almighty God. Jehovah, we pray, O God. Guide us by the springs of water. Guide us by the springs of water. Lord, we pray thee tonight, O God. Lead us, Almighty God. Let our highway be raised up, Almighty God. Jehovah, we pray. Show us your mercy. In God, pretend we pray thee tonight, O God. Show us your mercy, O God. Show us your mercy, O God. Lead us, Almighty God. Every member of Christ, Show us your compassion. Show us your compassion. Let your mercy prevail. Let your mercy prevail over every circumstances, over every situation that confronts our lives, that confronts our nation. Jehovah, we decree tonight, O oh God. Lord, we pray. We will not beg for food. We will not beg for bread. Lead us, my God and my Father, on non familiar path to our future, to our destiny, my God. Guide us by your spirit, O oh God. Guide us by your spirit, O oh God. We decree tonight, O oh God. We Jesus name. 
In Jesus' name we have prayed. We're going to pray from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And I read from verse 2. You yourself are a letter written on our hearts, known and read by everybody. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such confidence as this is ours, through Christ before God, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit, for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. We're going to ask that every good thing we need to dispense with the work God has called us to do, as we go into this month of signs and wonders, that the Lord will make us competent, that we will not be, we will not fall short before him and that people will see Christ in us such that they will ask us who are you serving what what are you on and how can I access that let's lift up our voices and pray father we understand oh Lord Jesus through your word that we are made competent through the spirit of God so we ask oh Lord Jesus that even as we progress into this month of signs and wonders oh Lord that you would make us competent competent in speech competent in knowledge of the word competent oh Lord Jesus in the way that we conduct ourselves Father, we pray that we, O oh Lord Jesus, will have a marking of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. Our children will have a marking of the Holy Spirit upon their lives. Father, Lord, in their schools, O oh Lord Jesus, even on the streets, in our workplaces, make us competent, O oh Lord Jesus. Competent enough to do the work that you've called us to do. That we would not fall short before your sight in the name of Jesus. That we would not be left behind in the good and perfect gifts that you prepared for each and every one of us. We understand that it is not by our own flesh that the arm of flesh will often fail us so we look to you father lord jesus now we look to the guidance of your spirit that our lives would be like letters father lord jesus that when men and women on the streets of england look to us they will see christ jesus when men and women in, in the streets listen to the words that come from our mouth oh lord they will hear christ jesus help us to be competent father lord jesus in dispensing with the good work that you've called us to do father lord even take this moment in time to lift up our hearts before you concerning the gifts that we have been seeking oh lord jesus up on today father i pray that the heart of, of man will, our desires oh lord will be fulfilled that if it's the gift of prophecy father lord jesus even in this month of signs and wonders we will encounter and experience it if it's the gift of healing father lord jesus we will experience it you will make us competent father lord jesus to dispense with the work that you've called us to do efficiently Yes, Lord, make us competent ministers, Lord God. As Christ did, so shall we do, Lord God. Yes, Lord, as our senior brother did, so shall we do, Lord God. Yes, Lord, make us competent ministers, Lord God. That we shall preach, Lord God. Yes, that we shall heal the sick, Lord God. That we shall cast out demons, Lord God. That we shall raise up disciples, Lord God. Father, make us competent ministers, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It reads, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. And in verse 5, it says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness 
and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love and he says that for if you possess these qualities in increasing increasing measure they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our lord jesus christ let us pray that we shall increase in all of these things let's pray that that which we have we shall not lose it but we shall increase in goodness we shall increase in faith we shall increase in knowledge we shall increase in temperance we shall increase in perseverance let us pray yes father help also god father help also god that we shall increase lord god from glory to glory lord god as you have given unto us lord all that pertains to life and godliness lord that which we have achieved lord we shall not lose them lord father but we shall increase lord we shall increase lord we shall increase in the name of jesus we shall increase lord from glory to glory lord that we shall be effective lord god effective and productive in our knowledge of jesus christ lord that we shall increase lord in goodness lord god that we shall increase lord god in self-control lord god that we shall increase lord god in godliness lord that we shall increase lord in love father increase us increase us increase us from glory to glory that our light will shine lord god that we shall be an example lord god that we shall be an example lord god we shall be an epistle lord god that can be read by men lord god that can be read by men lord god my god help us to god help us to god that there shall be an increase lord increase in goodness lord increase lord god in every godly quality lord god my father help us to god strengthen us to god that we shall not lose lord we shall not fall back lord but we shall increase we shall increase lord we shall increase lord in everything lord that you've given unto us lord we shall increase lord we shall increase lord day after day day after day we shall increase Lord, day after day, we shall increase, Lord. We shall increase, Lord, from glory, Lord, from glory, Lord. Lord, increase us, O Lord God. Father, Lord God, in all good qualities, O Lord God. Increase our faith, O Lord God. Increase our goodness, O Lord God. Increase, O Lord God, us in our perseverance, O Lord God. Father, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God. We receive from you. To you be all the glory and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's open to Second Corinthians 12, verse 9. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. I want us to pray for everyone in Christ's faith tabernacle globally who are passing through their periods of weakness. That the Lord's glory, the Lord's power will come forth, will rest upon them, will comfort them and show forth His glory. That everything that was meant to bring shame will bring glory. That everything that is meant to bring sorrow will bring joy. That the devil will be put to shame concerning us. Let us pray now in Jesus' name. Our Lord and our God, we come before you, Lord God. Father, Lord God, because we boast in you, Lord God. For we have no one but you, Lord God. Father, Lord God, we pray, oh Lord God, at this very moment, oh Lord God, that even in our period of weakness, oh Lord God, you will send forth your power and your glory, Lord God. You will cause your strength to go forth before us, oh Lord God. Father, Lord God, where we are 
what we are not able to do, Lord God. You will show forth on our behalf, O oh Lord God. Father, Lord God, that everything, O oh Lord God, every trials, O oh Lord God, that your children may be passing through at this moment, Lord God. Father, Lord God, you will remember them for good, Lord God. You will cause, Lord God, there to be a turnaround, O oh Lord God. That even in that weakness, Lord God, that even in that pain, O oh Lord God, Father, Lord God, that you will show yourself forth, O oh Lord God, in the name of Jesus. You will show yourself forth, O oh Lord God, and cause a testimony to come out of every trial, Lord God. Every testing of your people, Lord God, shall be for your glory. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, we pray. We worship your name, for you will grant us the sufficiency of your grace, and our weaknesses shall be turned into strength. In the mighty name of Jesus. Zechariah chapter 3 from verse 3. Now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. The angel said to those who were standing before him, Take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, See, I have taken away your sin, and I will put rich garments on you. Then I said, Put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head and clothing while the angel of the Lord stood by. We want to pray tonight, Lord Jesus, take away fill the garments from me. Give me clean clothes tonight. Clothe me with the robe of righteousness. Let's begin to pray. Our Lord and God, we just thank you. For we have come before your throne of grace this evening. We pray, Master Jesus, you said we shall ascend the, the, the hill of the Most High God. Those that have clean hands and a pure heart. Lord, take away, fill the clothes from us. Tonight we want to ascend the throne of the Father. Clothe us, O oh Lord, with a clean clothes. Garment of praise, garment of righteousness. Garment of holiness, Master Jesus. Put a new turban upon our heads tonight in the name of Jesus. King of glory, King of peace, that we may enter therein, O oh Lord. Take us past the outer course tonight as you change our clothes. Our Lord and God, we thank you. In your mercy, O oh Lord, take away unrighteous clothes, clothes that are filthy in our attitude, in the way we speak in whatever form. Clothe us afresh, O oh Lord, with clean clothes of righteousness. Clothe our head with turban, new turban, that our life will reflect your glory like never before. Lord, we thank you, O oh Lord, for our lives have been transformed, O oh Lord, as you clothe us afresh, O oh Lord, with the clothes of righteousness, with the garments of purity and holiness, that we may reflect your glory. Lord, we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Genesis chapter 30, reading from verse 23. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son and said, God has taken away my disgrace. The next verse, she named him Joseph and said, may the Lord add to me another son. We are going to pray, Lord, remember me tonight. Take away everything that stands as a disgrace in my life. Anything that has stand as a shame, I shall remember our Lord, remember me. Begin to pray in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you because the Bible says, And the Lord remember Richard. We are that tonight you will remember us. Open the book of remembrance concerning me, O God. Everything that stands as a limitation, tell the Lord, take it away in the name of Jesus. Lord, remember me with healing tonight. As you remember the woman with the issue of blood, ancient of day, you will remember me with healing tonight 
in the name of Jesus as you remember Samson, O God. So will you remember me, O God, as you remember Joseph and Esther, ancient today we are that tonight you will remember us in the name of Jesus. Anything that stands as a disgrace in our life, in our home, in the life of our children, we command them tonight to be taken away in the name of Jesus. God of remember. Father, remember us. Remember us, O God, and do us good in the name of Jesus. The remaining days in this month, we are the Father. You remember our home. You remember us and do us good. Your promises and your covenant over our life bring you to pass in Jesus' name. The Bible says your covenant will you not break and alter the word you said. All that you said concerning us in this month of transformation, we are the Father. Bring you to pass in the name of Jesus. For those who are sick, let there be healing. 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 Father, remember me, remember me. Pray, pray, pray. Ask the Lord to remember you. May he bring forth the covenant promise concerning you. May his plan and his purpose concerning you come to pass. My Lord, my King, my Savior, Almighty God, you are sworn. Surely, my Lord, as you have planned, so you shall be. As you have purpose, so you will stand. Let your plans and your purpose for our lives in this time come to pass in the name of Jesus. In this month of transformation, my Lord, oh God, in this time, oh Lord, you will do your wonders. You will do your wonders. You will transform us, O oh Lord, into your likeness with our ever-increasing glory. In the name of Jesus, Father, O oh Lord, we give you praise. We magnify your name, O oh Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Romans chapter 5, verse 20. It says, the law was brought in so that trespass or sin might increase. But... Where sin increased, grace increased all the more. Hallelujah. So that just as, that's 21, so that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. We all know what is happening in this time. Sin is everywhere. But the Bible says when sin increased, grace increased the more. Hallelujah. But how can grace increase them all? We have to manifest that grace. People will have to see that grace manifest in us so that they will see that God is true. The Bible says, creation awaits for the eager manifestation of the sons of God. So we're going to pray that, Father, as sin is increasing over this land, may your grace increase them all. Pray that God will help you to manifest so that you will be a living Jesus. As our Father in the Lord is, so we shall be. Let's begin to pray. Father, we give you praise, Lord. My Lord, my King, we thank you, Lord. The Bible says, where sin increase, O Lord, grace increase even the more. So tonight we pray in the name of Jesus. May your grace upon us increase in the name of Jesus. Help us, O Lord, to increase in your grace. The Bible says, creation awaits for the eager manifestation of we, the sons of God. We want to manifest. 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 My Lord, let your grace upon my life manifest in the name of Jesus. Transform me into your likeness, Jesus. Transform me into your likeness, Jesus. Transform me into your likeness, Jesus. Let me be a living Jesus in this time. Wherever I will be, let my attitude and my behavior be like Jesus. So that 
men shall see your grace increase upon us. In this time of sin, O oh Lord, let your grace increase. Pray that the Lord will increase you in his grace. In his grace, O oh Lord, let your grace increase. Let your grace increase upon our lives. My Lord, we pray thee. May your grace, O oh Lord, increase upon our lives. In the name of Jesus, help us, O oh Lord. Father, let your grace increase in our lives. Oh, you are God of grace. You are God of grace. Father, Lord in heaven, let your grace abound in our lives. Oh, God of grace, we thank you, we bless you. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' mighty and holy name, we are prayed. Let's turn our Bible to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 12. Verse 18, and I will also be reading from Matthew 15, but let's go first to First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18. But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, and every one of them just as He wanted them to be. Hallelujah. Let's now turn to Matthew 15, verse 13. He replied, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. The first scripture we read said, God arranged the parts of the body. Every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. And the Bible also tells us that all that he created, they were all good. Hallelujah. So if there's any part of the body that is not functioning accordingly, something is wrong. Hallelujah. And Matthew 15, 13 says, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be pulled up by the root, and they will wither from their roots. So you will lift up your voice. Father, Lord in heaven, Extra my body. If there is anything in it that is not according to your original design, let them wither from their roots. Even as I pray tonight, don't let me go back home with them. Lift up your voice and pray. Father Lord in heaven, according to your word in the book of Corinthians, that you have arranged every part in the body, and every one of them, just as you wanted them to be, Father, Lord in heaven, and your word says, every plant that you have not planted will be pulled out from their roots. Extreme me tonight, O oh Lord my God. Extreme my body tonight. Examine me tonight. You are my doctor. I've come to you, O oh Lord, tonight. Extreme my body, O oh Lord Almighty God. If there's any organ that is not working according to your original design, tonight, O oh Lord Almighty God, replace them, O oh Lord Almighty Father. If there's anything that is causing problems in my body, things that you have not put, put in there, Father Lord, let them wither from their roots. I will not go back with them tonight. I have come to you, O oh Lord Almighty God. I will not go back with, to, with them. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, every organ in me, they are all good. My kidney is good. My liver is good. My heart is good. My blood is good. My eyes are good. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
Everything that you have created, they are all good. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, extray me tonight. Extray me tonight. I will not go back with any deformity in my body. I will not. Father, Lord in heaven, do a new thing in my life. Oh, Lord, uproot everything that you have not planted. Let them wither from their roots. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Any planting that is not from you, God, take it away from our lives tonight. In the name of Jesus. Tell God as your word comes, let it come with power to heal me tonight. As your word comes, let it come with power, O oh God, to deliver me from anything that you are not planting in my life, O oh God, tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray thee tonight, O oh God. As we stand on this mountain, O oh God of oh mercy. Yes, Lord, we pray thee tonight, O oh God. Let your healing, O oh God, virtue flow through this place tonight. Yes, Lord, speak to the altar. Say, altar, bring healing to me tonight. Tell, God, tell the altar, altar, bring healing to me. Bring deliverance to me. Set me free from the thing that I'm suffering tonight. Tell God, tell God, I can't hear your voice. Speak to the altar. The Bible says the prophet spoke to the altar. Speak to the altar tonight. Say, out of you, out of you, let me have peace tonight. Out of you, let me have, oh God, my healing tonight. Out of you, let joy fill my heart tonight. Tell God tonight. Yes, Lord God, we pray with you tonight. We speak to this altar tonight, O oh God. Out of this altar, O oh Father, where you reside, let your glory descend upon us, O oh God. At this altar, O oh God, O oh mercy, as we have said, O oh God, let healing take place, O oh God. At this altar, O oh God, O oh mercy, let, O oh God, the expectation of the righteous be met, O oh God, tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, my King, we pray with you, O oh God, tonight. Yes, Lord, at this, O oh God, at this altar, O oh God, O oh mercy. Yeah, we pray, we pray, we pray, we pray, we pray. For grace, O oh God. Yes, Lord, for abundant grace, O oh God, for inside to be given. Tell God tonight, let my eyes open, O oh God, tonight, out of this altar. Yes, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We pray to your God. Father, we give you glory and praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. The Lord said that we should, we have declared, amen, out of this place. The love, the virtue of God will flow in this place tonight. Amen and amen. Let's thank God. Let's thank God for His glory, His glory, His glory. His virtue that is going to flow out of this place tonight. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight, O oh God, for what you are going to do, O oh God, in our midst. A story is going to change tonight. Thank you, Lord God, for my story is going to change tonight. My King, I bless your holy name, O God. Yes, Lord God, in the midst of the earth that quake, O God. In the midst of the people that quake, O God. Thank you for changing my story tonight. My King, I thank you, O God, as we are come, O God, to be of the commerce of the mother transformation, O God. We bless your holy name tonight, O God. By the power of your Holy Spirit, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray thee tonight, O God. We are grateful unto you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord, for changing our story tonight. Thank you, Father, for changing our story tonight. Thank you, Father, for changing our story tonight. Thank you, Lord God, for the victory tonight. Thank you, Lord God, for the victory tonight. We thank you, our Father and our God, for the victory tonight. 
We bless and exalt your name, our Lord and our God, for the victory tonight. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for the victory that we have in this month of transformation. In the year of transformation, we exalt and we magnify and praise your name, our Lord and our God. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we exalt you. Father, we thank you. Our Lord and our God, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Let's give God praise tonight. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And let's thank God for the choir. Let's give God praise for the choir. The one and only Christ Faith Tabernacle Choir. The voice of hope. Hallelujah. I'm sure we can do better than that. We're thanking God for the gift, that, or, or His gift that is within them. Our God is an awesome God. Well, my God is an awesome God. My God is an awesome God. Well, if you believe that, turn to the person standing next to you and give them a high five. Okay, for those who don't know what we are talking about, you know what a high five is? Okay, give them a high ten. Praise the Lord. In the presence of God. 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 I remember one song. It says, In the presence of God. Hallelujah. Joy. In the presence. Praise the Lord. We'll sing that later. Praise the Lord. Well, it's testimony time. Hallelujah. It's testimony time. Testimony time. How many people are here? Praise the Lord. Yeah, I like checking the dictionary pronunciations. Testimony. Testimony. All right. Testimony. And then most, there was a test, and then there is a... It's not money. Praise the Lord. Is anyone around here tonight who would like to share their testimony with us? If you'd like to share a testimony with us, just can I see that hand? Hi, I can see one. Is this, I've got one. I've got two. Can I ask that you stand just in case I'm not seeing clearly? Can I invite you, please stand if you'd like to share a testimony tonight? Please come forward. Praise the Lord. Please come forward. See, I like it tonight. I, I like. Did I? Did I count four? Sorry. No late entry. That's what I'm trying to work out now. Hold on. One, two, three. Oh, okay. I, I didn't see clearly. I definitely need to visit Boots. Or is it Vision Express? Who's got shares in Vision Express? 
Because if you've got shares in Vision Express, I'll stop saying I've not been to Specsavers. I should... Sp- okay, no, 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 no. That would be telling. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Get closed. Get Praise the Lord. We're not ma- because some testimonies manufacture testimonies. So tonight we've got five testimonies. And I'd like to invite our sister first. Because you're, I mean, and you, you've got, you'll help me tonight. You've got three minutes each. Please think about it. Three minutes each. No singing. Just tell us what, God, what the situation is. And what God did is intervention, and I'm sure the people will be blessed without the chapter and verse. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, my name is Joyce. Um, on the 17th of March, I woke up early in the morning about um, 12, 12.30 with a heavy chest pain. And um, I'm a nurse. I knew I was having a heart attack. And um, I took um, aspirin, as I should have done, and I went back to sleep. I felt um, the pain had gone. I went back to sleep, and I woke up about 8.30. I thought, okay, I'll get on. It probably wasn't. And the pain started again about quarter past nine. So I, got, I took myself to hospital. Um, they did all the tests, and they found out that I was indeed having a heart attack. And they said, okay, we are going to keep you in hospital. They kept me in hospital. It was on a Friday. Kept me there on Saturday. They took off all the monitors on Saturday. They said, well, things are going okay. We're giving you the tablets you're supposed to be taking. Sunday morning in hospital, I woke up um, with chest pain again. And the nurse went away, brought some painkillers for me. As soon as she gave me the painkillers, the last thing I heard myself say, I don't feel good. And the next thing I remember, there were doctors and everyone around me making arrangements for me to go to ITU. I just had a cardiac arrest. And um, um, normally when somebody has a cardiac arrest, I've been nursing since 2002. It's either of these three things that happens. The nurse is here, you can help me. It's either, one, they're making arrangements for you to take you to ITU. Or two, you're going to the mortuary. Or three, we're making you comfortable to die. But with me, as God would have it, I thank God for his grace in my life. As God would have it, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes later, I was sat up in bed after the cardiac arrest. They actually did chest compressions and I have a fractured um, left rib because of those chest compressions. And today, I am here. And I thank God. And um, they w- when they did the test, usually when people have a heart attack, it's when you have blockages in your, in your arteries. But I had no blockages. I had what they called um, spontaneous coronary artery dissection. It means that one of the arteries just dissected. It could happen to anyone at any time and anywhere. You know, it doesn't choose. And um, afterwards, they went to 
after the checkup, about two weeks later, that was um, about two weeks later, I went to have a test. And when you've had a heart attack, it does leave a scar. Something is left behind. But my God is great. My God is great. My God is great. I am completely healed. There was nothing left. They say in the report it says I'm completely healed. I felt, you know, I really felt bad that I didn't bring the report, but I do come to um, the prayer meetings. I've started coming to the prayer meetings in the evening. The next one I come to, I'll bring it and let them copy the results. Praise God. Praise the Lord. God bless you, Sister Joy. And that which God has started and completed will remain perfect in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Amen. I've got two testimonies, um, and they're just going to be very short. The first testimony I want to thank God for is um, for our trip to Berlin. On Friday last week, we were in Berlin. And after the meeting, you know, we're just having a chat, and then we're going home. As we got to the coach that was supposed to take us back, I mean, everything is still, it's still like a dream. I just don't know how my, my three fingers got stuck in the door. And it, I mean, it, if, when you know, when your fingers have been shut in the door, you will know. Before I knew it, these, my complete hands went three times its size. I could not let anyone touch it. All I could be crying out is agony, severe agony. And, you know, we left the venue because I just didn't want to create a scene to let Apostle or anybody know what had happened. By the following morning, I mean, I did not sleep overnight. We put it in nice. These fingers just refused to go down. And I had an exam on Tuesday, a three, uh, two and a half hour paper that I had to write. By Saturday, when we came into the meeting in the morning, I just kind of was doing the hand because I didn't want it to become so obvious. But Pastor, I said, say, Pastor Nikki, let me see the hand. I said, Pastor, look. He said, don't worry, he's going to be prayed. His wife prayed. Apostle prayed. And... Pastor, I said, Pastor Nike, go and open the meeting. In my heart, I said, Ah, Lord, if Pastor knew the agony I'm in. But I didn't want to show anything, but I obeyed. And I used my left hand to hold onto the microphone just to open the prayers and everything. I couldn't even shake it. All this something, I couldn't do it last week, Friday and Saturday morning. By the time we finished the meeting on Saturday, I managed to go back to the hotel. But when I was leaving, Apostle made a statement. said, Pastor Nick, don't worry. Your finger is going to be okay in the morning. And I just said, Amen. I said, God brought me to Berlin for a reason. And our testimony will not be coming to Berlin and then going back. And I cannot use my hand. And I have an, a major exam on Tuesday. I couldn't study because the pain was just too much. But one thing I want to thank God for is that by, as I got home that Saturday night, it's as if there was a kind of a heat that just ran through my hands. And before I knew I, that, I, I couldn't free my body or give myself a bath properly in the morning. I was now taking off my clothes. I told the sickness that was, I said, I said, I can move my hands, you know. She said, what? I said, look. I said, my hands are moving. She said, she, it was, I just want to thank God, you know, that I, the hand is healed and I was able to do my exam on Tuesday. Which I thank God. My second testimony is in the area of a job. Um, this year, January, I, I kind of changed jobs because I contract. 
and there was this particular role that I saw and I applied for it because um, I wanted to do my master's in corporate governance and I needed to get into a field that was in line with that. So in January, when Apostle wants to pray over the request, I brought my prayer request and I applied for a job and I got the job. When I started the job towards the ending of January, um, I, um, it was to work to the, corp, the executive director of corporate services, which I was so excited. And that same January, God opened the door for me to, do my, to start my master program in corporate governance. So January, I was excited, everything. Then February, we came for the anniversary, only for me to go back to work, and she was on leave. Then she came back in, and I noticed that when she came in, she wasn't really herself, because she's a very jovial person, but she just said, oh, Nikki, you came back. I said, yes, I'm back. I told you I'm going to be, I'll come back. And before I knew it, she just, I just noticed that she packed her things, and she left the office. And before I knew it, she'd just um, been written off sick. And then I kept on going into work. They couldn't give me any information. I just kept on going. And then when I had to go to see my son overseas, only for me to be there, and I just received a text from her that, oh, Nikki, I didn't want it to be that you come back and, you know, you heard that I'm no longer working for this company anymore. I, I said, what? So I quickly sent an email to the HR that, okay, this person has left. So what's going to happen to me? Oh, they said they've scrapped her job and they've scrapped yours. So that means I was coming back and I was going to be jobless. I took it in my stride, but I kept quiet. I came back, didn't say a word. And I remembered Apostle kept on praying. He prayed in March concerning jobs. And he prayed also in April. But I just didn't know what was going to happen. So I remember talking to Pastor Lizzie and Pastor Fumi last year after we finished the career program. And then Pastor Lizzie said, Pastor, I need to look at your CV. So I, took, I sent my CV to her. She said, Pastor, you're understanding yourself. She said, look, you need to bring this, you need to take this out, you need to clean this up. So I said, okay. So I took it away. And this is Pastor Lizzie. I took the, my CV away and I just cleaned it up, but I just left it because I didn't realize I was going to need it. So when all this situation began to happen and they couldn't give me any kind of information about my job, I, I just told them two weeks ago, I said, look, you guys have been pushing me from one end to this organization to the other. You say you don't want me to go because you know I'm good at what I do, but you can't give me a job and I need to launch out. They said, oh, okay, Nikki, you know, if you find something that you can go. So I picked up my CV and I told God, I said, God, remember the declaration you made through the Mass of the Apostle at Victory Night this year. You said that the, the, those who have rejected you will call you back. He said that you're going to make us be called sought after. I said, Lord, this is the salary I want. So I told God the salary I want. And I told God that I'm not going to go lesser than this by one thing, no matter how enticing the job is. So I started throwing out my CV. I told Pastor Lizzie, I said, Pastor Lizzie, this happened. I called Pastor, I said, Pastor from this, they said, don't worry. Pastor Lizzie connected me with someone. I sent my CV there. I began to send my CV out. The minimum CV I was sending out in a day, that means minimum that I don't send out my CV was 10. And I kept on posting up my CV. I said, look, I'm going to cast my CV to the waters. Now, in the midst of all this, companies started calling me, but most of them that called me, they'll bring my salary, no, I'll just tell them no. They said, oh, but I said, I don't want it. The, the agency I worked for called me, said, oh, Nikki, why don't you take this? I said, nope. I said, I'm not going beyond this. If you can't get anything uh, um, high, um, at this level or above, I don't want it. But I told God, I said, God, by, by the overcomers vigil this month, I'm going to testify. Do you know that by last week, I have been sending out my CV since April. 
last week, suddenly, it's not as if God just stirred up the waters. I just started seeing companies calling me from left, right, center. Oh, we saw your CV. We got this job. Do you want to? We got this. I said, yes. I said, yes, I'll go for the interview. And I was able, I now began to be called, as Apostle declared at the beginning of this month, sought after. And now I now was able to begin to pick and choose which job I want to do. Now, as I'm standing before you here, I have four jobs before me. And I'm now trying to decide which one to go for. Why did I have to take that? Um, I know I've gone beyond my three minutes, but the reason why I had to say this to encourage us is there might be some of you that you're trusting God for a job and it seems as if you sent out your CV, there is no hope. Don't give up. Set a bar onto the level you want to be on and don't compromise. And one thing about God is that God honors faithfulness. It's not because, you know, I'm a pastor. No. He rewards faithfulness. He said in the book of um, the Psalm that we read, Psalm 145 verses 18, he says he's near to those who call on him, to those who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. And as long as we're calling him on, upon the Lord in spirit and in truth in this house, there's nothing that God will not do. And I want you to believe it. Yes, the 31st is just a few more days time, but it's not over to God said it's over. And I know that every one of us are going to have our testimony about transformation before the 31st of May. In Jesus' name, amen. Good, good evening, church. Um, praise the Lord. Uh, my name is Brother Daniel. Um, I just want to thank God for what he's done in my life. Um, basically, as a youth and as a young man growing up, 11 years ago, I, uh, me and my wife, Mildred, we got married in the registry 11 years ago. So um, I went to see my mother's-in-law and we spoke. And it's been like back to back because it's an African family. You know what African marriages are like. You have... <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, yeah, it's a good thing you guys have been dating and you, you're not married in, in, the church, I mean, in the courts. But you have to come and see us, you know. And it wasn't easy because, you know, I'm Nigerian. My wife is from Uganda. And it was a very different scenario because it's a cross-cultural um, uh, tradition and all of these things. So 11 years, it's been, I'll come today, I'll come tomorrow. But then again, you know, I've been out and back and back to church. And by the grace of God, God has been touching my life ever since I kind of took him very seriously in my life. So last year, one of the prayers I started praying last year, joining her as like, God, if there was anything in my life that you know has been, you know, causing me a lot of, you know, delays and all of that, please go speak to me. And, and the first thing I heard was God said, go and marry your wife in your mother's family and i mean the, your wife's family the, the you, need, you know you need to i was like god i don't even have a job I, you know i just had a catastrophe in my business how am i going to do this but anyway i started coming to church prayer hours you know what i want to tell you i want to tell church something you know prayer hours please don't joke with it so, 9 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the evening, again, 12 o'clock at midnight, I'll pray. Sometimes I'll run to Pastor Chiku. i say, Pastor Chiku, Pastor Chiku, keep praying, don't worry, keep praying, keep praying. You know? And, and somehow, within some, a very few time, me, this time last year, I could tell, I didn't even have 500 pounds in my bank account. But somehow, 
to the glory of God, it was my 11 years anniversary on the 20th of May, and I went to see my, uh, my wife's parents on the 19th, and I paid a bride price, and to God be the glory, you know, and it was a successful, <laughs> it was a successful event, you know, even I, my brothers from, my brothers, my, my family members from Nigeria, at the, you know, I sat on Wednesday, I thought no one was going to get a visa to come down from Nigeria, but guess what, on Thursday, my brother got his visa. He represented my father with his wife. My mother got his visa. You know, it was just, it's just been testimony all the way. You know, the event, I want to thank my media team, the Christ Peter, I want to go be their team who came, you know, elders from the church, the pastors, everyone who made that day a great day for me. I just want to say thank you, Lord Jesus, because you make everything that is impossible possible. Thank you, Lord, for, for what you've done. Praise the Lord. Evening, church. Um, okay, so my testimony is about my career and prayer life. So, um, as some of you know, I haven't really lived in London for quite a while. I've been working outside of London, and it got to a point where I missed CFT, I missed my family, and I wanted to come back. So, I remember, I think it was the how, no, victory night, the first day of the year, and um, Apostle told us to pray about our future and stuff. And I remember just going back home and I was just praying. I was, you know, sometimes when you pray and you're down, you, you just speak in your heart. And um, God reminded me that I looked at um, a master's ages ago, but when I looked at it, I said they weren't accepting me. Then God was just like, go for it. So I was like, okay. So I went to my parents' room. I told them, just to let you know, I'm moving back to London. I'm quitting my job. And African parents, eh, are you sure? And so and so. Um, so, yeah. Um, two days later, I went back to Bournemouth where I was working. And, um, yeah, so sorry, I didn't give the background. So I work for a very good company, but I, I worked for a very good company, but... I wasn't getting the experience I needed. And I was looking at the job market and I was just like, hey, I'm only ticking a few of this list. I need to go. Um, so I went back to Bournemouth. I said, happy new year to my manager. We need to speak. So I gave him the news, which I shouldn't have done on the first day back. <laughs> and he supported it and we went. So the plan was for me to go end of January. But my landlord told me my leaving notice was two months. So I was like, okay, let me wait till the end of February. But luckily she did that, because if I didn't, I wouldn't have got my bonus. So I praise God for that. <laughs> and um, so I moved back the week before our an, was it anniversary. Yeah, anniversary. And I remember coming to church. Um, and, okay, so when I told my manager that I quit, he said, what are you going to do? I was like, oh, I'm going to get a contract and I'm going to do my master's. I hadn't applied for the contract, neither had I applied for the masters. So I still went and I moved back to London week before anniversary and I remember the first day when Apostle was talking about the was it the purpose of the church? I can't remember, but he what stuck out to me was Psalm one four five, I think it's verse eighteen, that the Lord is near to those who call on him in truth. So I stuck to that, and um, I just wanted to be closer to God and to increase my prayer life. And I started going to the 6 o'clock prayers in New Cross, and when I could, I would join the Shiloh Pillars, and um, I was just getting closer to God. And I was also praying for members of my family to get jobs, so they were getting jobs and I wasn't. And then it came to March, which is the, I think it was the month of fulfillment. So obviously you're going to think, oh, that's when my job is coming. It didn't come. I still praise God, and I was still faithful to Him, and in the month of Passover, He brought it to pass. 
and the way it happened was that I sent on my CV two days later I started the role and I thank God for that and also I had applied for a company um, and they had rejected me and I remember apostles talked about um, where you've been rejected they'll begin to call you back and my, I've never said the amen so hard in my life I said amen and I stuck to it and um, I even forgot about it then one lady called me and she said that she found my CV on Read I had applied on the company website so someone from HR from the company that rejected me actually called me for a job but I didn't go through it and I thank God for that because that word um, came manifest in my life um, so the job that God blessed me with um, it's enough to um, keep me going for my masters so it's only a few months but it's enough to keep me for the whole year and I thank God because he gave me a job that's nearly double my salary and I just give him the praise because I said that I was going to do a contract masters I hadn't applied but he brought it to pass and the uni I got accepted to is the top one for my course so to God be the glory Praise the Lord. Good evening, church. Um, I just want to thank God and appreciate Him for who He's been to me and to my life. Um, what I'm going to thank God about is not something as uh, tangible as we may see, but it's pertinent to my life more than anything else. And I'll just kindly ask you to say this that say, Peace be unto me. Peace be unto my life. Peace be unto my family. I have the God of peace in me. Now I'll ask you to turn to the person next to you and share that peace with them. Peace be unto you. Amen. I say amen because it looks like some people have been praying for other people after saying the peace, which is good. Um, I want to thank God for peace. As I grow and as we grow, there are a lot of things and targets that we set for ourselves and a lot of things we want to achieve that sometimes don't happen at the time that we want them to achieve and they may take longer. And there are things that we want for our families that... You can't predict what happens, nor can I. No man can. And, I mean, things that... God has been incredible for me, the way I got the job that I'm in, and everything that has transpired so far. But it's not without its hiccups. And that's just the truth. That there are times that it's difficult, or you're away from family, or you're by yourself, and sometimes other people that you may work with doubt your ability, or consciously put you down, or challenge who you are and what you're striving to be. And that journey can, in some places, can be arduous, and you want to, you want to be what you should be, but it's, you're facing obstacles. And, these things sometimes bring us either to the three things. It either you, you give up in your dream or what you want to achieve. You, stop, you start doubting God and you think, I'm going to do it my own way. Or you even have a bigger dream. And that comes from the knowledge of God. And some of the things that God has done for me in this month is he's given me peace over things that I don't have control over. The, yeah. 
And it comes from the understanding that he is the God of peace. And he is within me. And he is within us. I remember Pastor Josiah preaching about it this month. My testimony is this. Because even though I haven't achieved some of the things I've set, and things haven't always gone to plan, but I assure you, things are going according to God's plan. And you simply have to trust Him. It takes me a time or a while to realize that what I want to achieve, and I'll be honest with you, to become, to be chartered as an engineer, to get the kind of jobs that you're looking for, to have a, you know, a better pay, to be able to meet the dreams that you've set. God wants it more than you want it. And all we need to do is trust Him. And over this period of this month, I mean, the first step comes with letting go of the things that you struggle with Him with. Those things, if you can simply see them as consciously get yourself to the point you see them as nothing and let them go and let him have and just be what he the person he wants you to be that's the first step and then understanding that he wants those things more than you want them it creates a certain level of release that it takes those burden off your shoulders and for me this month of may having let go of some of the things that god has been speaking to me about for a while now I am happier than I've been and in a very long time. And it's not that I'm jumping every day, but inside I feel healthier. I feel better because I know that every step I take, if I'm going for a bus and the bus leaves and the driver goes away and I can't get it, though I was there, God wanted it to happen that way. And something good will come off that. I just believe it. I believe that everything that is happening would happen for my good. And I need not be anxious about anything. If a man feels anxiety within them, I can assure you it's not from God. Jesus said, be anxious for nothing. If anything in your life brings you to that point, it's not from God. And I reassure myself each day that I have peace. I am the one who shares peace with everyone. That's who I am. And peace cannot leave me. And no matter what happens, we don't know what everyone goes through, but hey, everyone's got challenges and it's just the truth. It could be family, it could be uh, your career, it could be health, it, it could be so many things. And coming to the point of reassuring and realizing and holding on to God's peace completely and his joy that is freely given and letting nothing of this world hold us back brings us to the place of enjoying this journey with him it's not just the end goal it's not just get into that great testimony it's not just getting to heaven he wants us to enjoy this too he actually does and understanding that and having that peace being the best we can be and continuously growing no man is perfect but 
you know, what I did wrong today, I'm going to do my best and I wouldn't do it tomorrow. And I'll continue that way. And as we continue in that freedom, understanding that he's there for us, he can turn our mistakes into good. That's what makes him God. God is not God because he just makes good. The devil cannot change cannot change bad. God is God because only he takes the bad and turns it to good. But like I said, I just want to say peace be unto you and I thank God for his peace. We do have a poet in the house. And if you're waiting for the testimony, the testimony was in the poetry. You probably would need to go back and listen to it to glean and to get. But the testimony was in that poetry. Can I invite us to rise as we just give God praise? Can I invite the choir back, please? Let's just exalt the name of the Lord and give God praise and thank Him. Let's appreciate God for who He is. Let's lift up our voices and exalt and magnify the name of the Lord. Let's thank God for the testimonies tonight. Let's thank God for his transformation in this month. For he has transformed us. He's translating us. He's taking us from glory to glory. He's bringing us into the place that he has ordained. For indeed in him there is no variableness neither is there a shadow of turning he is the same yesterday today and forever he remains the same he's our awesome god hallelujah hallelujah thank you lord thank you lord My voice is just exalted. Father, we bless and magnify your name. We give you glory. We exalt you, Lord Jesus.
hope. I want you to, by faith, draw the strength of God tonight. By faith, draw the strength of God tonight. His strength is made perfect for us in weakness. Maybe you are weak tonight. The strength of God is made available tonight. I want you to, by faith, draw the strength of God. Lord, you are our strength. We draw our strength from you tonight. We draw our strength from you tonight. Sovereign Lord, you are our strength. We receive the strength of God into our spirit. We receive the strength of God into our bodies. We receive the strength of God into our soul. We receive the strength of God into our life. By faith, we draw our strength from you. We exchange our weakness for your strength. Your strength is sufficient for us. Your strength is made perfect for us in weakness. We receive strength from every weary soul. We receive strength from every troubled mind. We receive strength from every downcasted heart. We receive strength tonight. We receive strength tonight. You are our hope. You are our strength. Your unfailing love. Father, we bless your name tonight. We give you praise. We thank you, Father, because in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of them. My Father, we thank you because you are in the midst of us. From the onset of this meeting, O God, to this very present moment, we can see your handwriting upon the walls of this building. We can see your handwriting upon the atmosphere. We can see the Spirit of God hovering around this atmosphere. We can see the glory of God tabernacle upon this house. We can see the presence of God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, lording himself over this meeting. Thank you, my Father, because this is our covenant night with God. This is our appointment night with God. God in the midst of us is a mighty God. And Father, we want to thank you for the presence of God that will make a difference in this house. We want to thank you, Father God, because we know our life will never remain the same. We thank you, Father God, because this is a tent of meeting. This is the sanctuary of the Most High. This is the place where God dwells. Thank you, Father God, for your presence that is manifesting in this house. Bringing healing, bringing deliverance, bringing direction, bringing hope and encouragement and peace like it's flowing like a river. Father, we bless you for your awesomeness in this house. We thank you for the glory of your name. We thank you for the power of your name. We thank you for the power of signs and wonders. We thank you, Father, because you are our rock and our fortress. And so, Lord, we the righteous will run into your name this night. We thank you because your name will be exalted. Your glory will be made known. And the power of God will be accomplished in this house. Father, we thank you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Take your rightful place in this house. I bring myself under the canopy of your presence. I say, Lord God, even as your right hand rests upon Ezekiel, and your right hand rested upon Jeremiah, and these ones, O oh God, spoke the word of the Lord. 
The Bible recorded of Jeremiah that the word of God was like fire shot up in his bones. And the Bible says that the word of God was like fire that burns and like armor that breaks rock into pieces. It is the same hand that came upon Ezekiel and he spoke the word of the Lord and prophesied to the dry bones. It is the same hand of the Lord that rested upon Moses and he was able, Lord God, to pass the Red Sea. Father God, I thank you because the same righteous hand is upon me tonight. God of heaven, I pray that you will place your authority upon my lips. The Bible says, let any man that speaks, speak as an oracle of God. So that the power of God shall be made manifest in the lives of the people. My Father, my God, I thank you for wisdom. I thank you for knowledge. I thank you for utterance. I thank you for the ability to proceed and to profess the word of God. Thank you because your word tonight will never return to you void. But it shall accomplish its purpose in every life. As many that have come here with an expectation in their heart. Thank you because their expectation will not be cut short. You will move in your power to heal, to save, and to deliver. Father, we thank you because your kingdom will be preached and lives will be totally transformed. Father, we thank you. Holy Spirit, you are all we need. You are all we need. And we thank you, Holy Ghost, that you are here. So we surrender to you tonight. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Amen. Shall we be seated, please? Thank you. Hallelujah. Haven't we received the message tonight from all the testimony that we have heard? The Lord has spoken. That's why we are prophetic children of God. And because we are prophetic, we, we kind of link into the spiritual jet stream. And the Lord begins to speak. So if you have missed tonight, I want you to go back and listen to what the Lord has spoken. The Lord has spoken as wide. And when they were speaking, I said, they are almost preaching my message tonight. And that is to tell you that the Spirit of God is one. So we need to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Tonight is an appointment with Jesus. Overcomer's night vigil is not like any other vigil that that is held in this building. It's a covenant between Christ's faith tabernacle and God. And we are Christ's faith tabernacle. Very soon, nations of the world will begin to come to this holy assembly to hear what heaven is saying. Because Christ's faith tabernacle is a voice to the nation. Every time we utter words in this house, we utter God. We utter the heart of God. So this forum is not just for Christ's faith tabernacle members. It's for the world. The words are connecting to us online. But physically, they will manifest in this house. So it is up to each one of us to take our stand and make sure that we are not backbenchers on the day that the Lord will visit this house and manifest these words. Amen? The word of the Lord for me, for us tonight, is my life is an overcomer. My life as an overcomer. My life as an overcomer. The Bible says we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Each time we testify to what God does in the house, Satan is defeated. But the children of God have been edified. 
So we have overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. The blood of Jesus is upon this gathering tonight. Hallelujah. So my life as an overcomer, we must always see ourselves as an overcomer. If you do not see yourself as an overcomer, challenges of life will overwhelm you and you will not be able to see the victory at the end of the tunnel. It's more or less like what Dickin was saying here about the peace of God. Regardless of what you are going through, all things are working together for good for those who are in Christ Jesus. Whether things that pertain to something that will bring joy and laughter or sorrow, all things are working together for good. And we do not, all the tests of time, when we are going through trials in our life, we do not look into what Satan is doing. We do not see the challenges, but we see what is beyond the challenges. Jesus said he despised shame. He despised the cross. And he looked forward to the glory that is ahead of him. He looked beyond the cross. He knew that one day he will face that cross. But in his journey and in his life pursuit, he did not see the cross. He saw beyond the cross. He saw the victory behind the cross. And that is what God is telling us. You don't get stuck in your present condition. You don't get stuck in your present situation. In the challenges that you are going through, you don't get stuck there. Because there is so much more behind the curtain. Remember when that curtain was torn into two? Before, no one knew what was behind the curtain. Before, when Jesus, when Jesus was on earth, before he came to the scene, there was an high priest who will always go behind the curtain. But the moment Jesus took the last breath, that curtain was rented into two. And what does that mean? That gave us access into the presence of God. Give us access into the holy of holies so that we can see what is beyond the veil. The Bible recorded of Moses. It says that Moses covered his face with a veil because what, was, what he was covering was fading away because he was veiled. But the Bible says because we have turned to the Lord, the veil has been removed. And we with unveiled face do behold God's glory are being transformed into ever-increasing glory. In our own dispensation today, the veil has been removed. In our dispensation today, the glory no longer fades. But the glory is retained and the glory increases on a daily basis. The more of Jesus, the more the glory. The more of the word of God, the more of the glory. The more of the love of God that you encounter, the more of the glory. So the glory increases the more of Jesus in you. Amen? Praise the Lord. That's not my message. My message is my life as an overcomer. I want us to see ourselves as an overcomer. Say to the person next to you, encourage them by this word and say, you are an overcomer. See yourself as an overcomer. Hallelujah. Every day we must see ourselves as an overcomer. An overcomer means to prevail. 
to prevail, to prevail over, to prevail over what? To prevail over sin. Majority of us seated here, we have prevailed over sin. That moment, that beautiful day that you gave your life to Christ, that you said, Jesus, here I am, have me. I surrender all to you. That's the day that you prevail over sin. Sin has no longer jurisdiction over you. He has no dominion over you. You have overcome sin. You've, to prevail means to prevail over, to overcome means to prevail over temptation. Because we are flesh and blood, we will be tempted. But no temptation that will overcome us, that will be beyond us, will overcome us. Because why? Jesus cannot be tempted by anyone. He, he does not tempt us. We only go through trials. He permits trials. But it's Satan that tempts us. But when you become an overcomer, you prevail over temptation. You also prevail over lack. You prevail over the challenges of life. We have heard so many testimonies tonight how many were looking for a job day in, day out. Some, it could be healed health, and they are trusting God. But one day, they prevail. One day, all those sacrifices of completing applications come to an halt because they prevailed. So, to overcome means to prevail. It means to gain victory. What did the Bible say about us? It said that, blessed be God who calls us, who gives us victory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Our victory cannot be earned through any other means. But Jesus. It's only in Jesus that you are victorious. So to overcome means to be victorious. It means to win. It means to conquer. So in other words, when we want to overcome, there are some things we need to go through before we can overcome. And who are the overcomers? In 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 to five. It says, For everyone born of God overcome the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Faith in what? Faith in Christ. Who is it that overcome the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So anyone who do not come under this category has not even overcome and that is why i said majority of us sitting down here we have passed through this stage because we have accepted jesus as our lord and savior so we are overcomers in christ but for those who do not you are not yet an overcomer coming to an overcomer's night vigil like this does not make us an overcomer claiming that we are overcomers does not make us an overcomer we need to be born of god we need to accept Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior. And he said, this is a victory that overcome the world. So we are overcomers because we overcome the world through Jesus. But what is in the world? First John chapter 2, from verse 16 to 17, says, For everything in the world, the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eye, and the pride of life, comes not from the Father. But from the world. The world and its desires pass away. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. So what is in the world? What is it that we overcome in the world? For those of us who are in Christ Jesus, we overcome the loss of the flesh. There are three things that are in the world. 
the loss of the flesh, the loss of, 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 of the loss of the eye, and also the pride of life. So we overcome all the three things. But if you are in the world and the desire of the world has taken you over, there are still some things in your life that you need to overcome. If you are in the world and the positions and the, and the, things, the, the things that occupy the heart of unbelievers are the ones that you treasure, then there is still much room for you to go in overcoming the world. Quickly, we are going to look at the three essential requirements for a life of an overcomer. What are the three essential requirements for a life of an overcomer? Lord minister to me, for you to overcome, you must be a fighter. For you to overcome, you must be a fighter. Let's take for instance those who are in, those who are in the boxing ring. For a boxer to be able to get that belt, he needs to fight. He needs to fight. And he needs to fight with all his strength and he needs to fight and win for him to be able to get the belt. So it is, as a child of God, we are born in this world to fight. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians 6, I think it's verse 11, it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Or we fight not against flesh and blood. But against principalities and powers, spiritual hosts of wickedness in the high places. In other words, we as Christians, we do not see one another as enemies. We do not fight against one another. If you are a child of God in this world and you are still having problems fighting, quarreling against your fellow human being, then you are not, you've not tasted salvation at all. Because the Bible says that our wrestling is not against this flesh. It's not against this blood. It's against principalities. It's against unseen forces. That's why when things are not going your way, look at the spirit behind it. Don't look at your fellow human being. When your boss is acting strangely to you, don't pick up offense with your boss. Go back to your closet. If you have sat yourself and know that your heart is clean and you do not violate the rules of the company, and you know that you are faithful in your work, you are diligent, you are a diligent worker, and you know that you do everything according to the standard of operation. You search yourself. You can now go home and say, look, it is now me and the spirit behind my boss. So you don't fight your boss because our wrestling is not against flesh and blood. But where I want us to read tonight is 1 Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 24 to 27. It said, do you not know that in a race all runners run? Our Christian race or our Christian journey is a race. In this world, there is competition. And as a child of God, we are also competing. Not against one another, but we are competing to get to that finishing line, which is heaven. But it says in a race, all runners run. Everyone is running. Everyone are on their own lane. But only one gets the prize. We can liken this to, an, to those athletes. They are all in a race. But there can only be one winner. Nine people can be in a race. Eight people can be in a race. But there will only be one person that will get the first position. 
And every child of God must always aim to be the first. Never you settle for second best. Second best is not good enough. One of our pastors was leading prayer tonight and she was saying that we should pray that God will make us be competent in our knowledge. Competent in our grace. Competent in everything that God has placed in our hands. Competency. God doesn't want us to settle for second best. If you are someone who always loves to sit at the back, I have good news for you. God wants you to be in the forefront. God wants you to be the head and not the tail. That's what God says. And God is not looking, he's not saying, oh, it would be unfair for me to have all my children being the first. No, that is a fair game with God. God wants all his children to occupy the first position in life. In everything that you do, you must always aim to be the best. Because God says, through our brother Paul, only one person will get the prize. But he said, run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. As we all know, an athlete will not just come to the post to run after they have eaten carbohydrates without exercising their bodies. There are some food they cannot eat. There are some food that you and I can eat, but an athlete dare not. There are some exercises that they need to do on a daily basis. Discipline to do that exercise. Otherwise, their weights will weigh them down. So there are some sacrifices they have to make. Waking up early in the morning to go on the field. Waking up early, you know, going even at night, going to a cool place just to exercise themselves. We can liken that to us. What our spiritual training as children of God. We want to run to get to that finishing race. But it's not something that will not cost you your time. Cost you your talent. I'm echoing mommy's message now. And cost you your treasures. So it will cost you. There is a price to pay for you to get to that finishing line. There is a price to pay for you to be on top. To be that number one. To be that first. And to be that head. And to be that top. There is a price. It will not, it will not, you cannot get there by you living a life of pleasure. Living a life of, well, at my own convenience. No, it will cost you convenience. It will. So there is a strict training. He said they do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. What is that crown that we are aiming to get? Is that crown of righteousness, which we will still come to later on. Crown of righteousness. For you to get that crown of righteousness, there is a price to pay. It's not easy. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. What, 
What motivates you to come to church tonight? What's your motivation? Are you coming to church to just fulfill all righteousness? Oh, it is overcomers night vigil. I better take my seat. If I do not take my seat, if people do not see me there, they keep on asking me, oh, maybe they will think I backslide. That should not be the motive of us. That should not be the motive of all you coming to church. If that is your motive, then there is, you are, your love life is waxing cold and you need to fire it up. So I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. This is Paul speaking. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified from the prize. So in other words, Paul was a man that was conscious of his work every single moment of his time. He was so conscious of his work to the extent that when he preached to others, he goes home and preached the same message to himself. So that not after he has preached to others and they enter the kingdom, he will become a castaway. So that is why whenever you always hear that from apostle, that each time he minister, he always go back to listen to himself. Each time he prays and he prophesy, he always go back to listen to himself so that he too can receive the blessing of the prophecy. So no one is exempted. As children of God, God do not see us as pastors, deacons, deaconesses, or any other calling or any other uh, leadership role that you are. He sees us as a child of God. And every obligation that he wants us to fulfill in the scripture, we are all bound to it. So we need to look at ourselves so that we will not be disqualified. But what I want to see, I want us to hear and to know here, is that we need to be a fighter. We need to fight. What are you fighting for? And what are the things that you are fighting? You need to fight your flesh. All what Paul was saying here is about his flesh. There are some things that your flesh wants to do. Sometimes, some, some of us tonight, our flesh actually spoke to us before coming. That look, you know there is work tomorrow. Or maybe some of you, I thank God because Christ with Abanaku, a lover of God. I was sitting down there and I was just saying, God, I thank you. No matter, no wonder apostle is always full of joy. Because he will never love to pass to another church than this church. Why? Because we are children of obedience. Look at the people here. Some of us knew the apostle would not be around, but yet we still come. Because we are not serving apostle, but you are encouraging apostle by coming, but you are serving God. And that is the place, that's the focus that apostle always likes to place, wants us to place ourselves. He wants us to always focus to God. He never directed us to himself. He always wants us to focus to God so that the same heaven that he's going, we will go there. So I want to encourage us tonight that you are here for a reason, but you need to fight. You need to be a fighter. What is it that God promised you as children of God? What are the things that God has promised you from January? What are the requests that you have brought before the Lord that has not yet, you have not even seen a blink of it, of the manifestation, talking about, talk less of, talk more of the full light of it. But God is saying, despite that, you need to serve Him. Despite that, you need to be faithful to Him. 
So God is saying, we need to beat this, fight our flesh. Don't trust your flesh because this flesh is an enemy. We will break loose of this flesh when Jesus comes and takes us home. Then we'll have the celestial body. Then we don't need the flesh to talk to us. Because automatically, we will always want to do the things of God when we are clothed with the spiritual body. But as of now, we are in the flesh. We are clothed in the flesh. But we need to put this flesh under subjection. We should reign over our flesh and not our flesh reigning over us. So one of the things that we need is that we need to be a fighter for us to overcome. We need to fight. Patience is another thing. Patience. We need patience. Patience is one of the requirements for a life of an overcomer. In Romans chapter 8, verse 24 to 25 said, For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is the hope is not is no hope at all. Who hope for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it. What are your hopes tonight? You are hoping for things that you have not seen physically. You are hoping for things that have not manifested in the physical. So you've not seen it. But in the spiritual realm, you know that God is going to do what you hope for. But for God to do it, you need to be patient. Everyone who have testified tonight, the moment they ask God for what they are asking God for, it didn't happen instantaneously. They waited. Some waited for months. Some waited for weeks. Some even waited for years. So it demands patience. It demands patience. Abraham was a tr- is a true example of patience. Because God spoke to him when he was 75. And the fulfillment came when he was 100 years old. And the Bible recorded that this man hoped against all hope. And he staggered not at the promise of God. His faith was not unwavering. It was not wavering. His faith was constant. Yet, he was a man of faith. He was born in the days of conscience. We have the Holy Spirit. When you become faithless, you can draw water from the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, help me. Grant me patience. And instantly, patience will come. So, we have no excuse. God says, before we can become an overcomer in this world, or live an overcoming life, we need patience. We need to wait. You cannot time God. It is actually rude to tell God that God, if you do not do it for me at this time, next year or next week, well, forget it. I'm not serving you. You can say, apart from me being rude, it's a, it's a, it's a pronunciation of foolishness, really. Because at the end of the day, you are the one that you are arming yourself or depriving yourself. Because God will forever be God up there. But we are man and we depend on him. Amen? So we need to live a life of patience. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3 said, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, this is the testimony of Jesus and I love it, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. 
And let us run with perseverance. In other words, run with patience. Run with endurance. The race marked out for you. Fixing your eyes, that's the only way that we can endure. The only way we can persevere in this world. There are so many things around that can distract us. In fact, there are so many things we have heard in the course of this week that can demoralize us. Even today, as I was driving down, what happened in Egypt? What happened in Egypt? So, Christians have been persecuted all over the world. And this persecution is not, not going to stop. It's going to go on and on and on. So there are quite a lot of things that can distract our attention. There's quite a lot of things that can demoralize us. But the Bible says that we should fix our gaze on Jesus. The more of Jesus that you, you fix on, the more the things around you will grow dim in your eyes. So God is saying, through our brother Paul, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, and this was Jesus. He said, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. So Jesus did not want to go through the cross himself because he, he, he knew the pain that will come from the cross. But he also knew that it's only through the cross that he can bring redemption to yourself and myself. It is only through the cross that we can obtain salvation. So he despised the cross. He despised the cross. He endured the cross. He scorned the shame. The shame that they gave Jesus. The humiliation that they gave Jesus. They spat on him. They taunted him with many things. But he, he said he scorned their shame. And he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And now God is now telling us here, he said, consider him who endures such opposition from sinners. So that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Brethren, in this season, God is calling us to endure to the end. Whatever you have placed, the Bible says that no one who places his hands on the, on, the, on the platform and look back is fit for the kingdom. No one who places his hands on the plow and look back. Is fit for the kingdom. God wants us to look unto him. God wants us to trust him with our life. Trust him with our issues. Trust him with our challenges. Trust him as we run this race with patience and perseverance. Another essential requirement that we need is faithfulness. Some of the people that testify tonight, they made mention of us being faithful. We need to be faithful for us to live a life of an overcomer. In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 5 to 6, it says, Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, bearing witness to what would be spoken by God in the future. For Christ is faithful as a son over God's house, and we are his house, if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. For us to live a life of faithfulness, a life of an overcomer, we need to be faithful. Faithful to the one that called you, because God demands faithfulness. He said, to the faithful, I will show myself faithful. And to the wayward, I will show myself wayward. 
God is looking for faithful men and women that will serve him. Men and women that, will re- that, can, that he can rely on. Men and women that he can throw his arms on. And he said, look, I know that this one will not disappoint me. Would that be a testimony for yourself? In Colossians chapter 4, verse, from verse 7, Paul was listing a lot of the co-workers and co-laborers with him. And he was proud of each one of them that he mentioned. I want us to look into those names and what was Paul's remark of them. And could that be said concerning us? Colossians chapter 4 from verse 7 said, Touch cause will tell you all the news about me. He is a dear brother. That's the testimony of this man. He is a dear brother, a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. Are you a faithful minister in the house of the Lord? What God have assigned you in this house? Are you doing it diligently and faithfully? Can man testify of you that, look, we can rely on this sister, we can rely on this brother? Are you a faithful minister? God says, when God was talking about the talents, he gave one five talents, he gave one two talents, he gave one one talent. And he said, unto the, faith, unto the, the one that had the five talents, that brought it back and traded with and got ten, he, says, he said, well done, all ye faithful servants, you good and faithful servants. God, it demands our faithfulness in these last days. It's not a faithfulness that has to do with circumstance of life. Things may be going ra- rough around you. But God still wants you to remain faithful in his house so that he can count on you and depend on you. He said, I am sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your heart. He is coming with Onesimus. This is another brother. Our faithful and dear brother who is one of you. This is another brother who was faithful. They will tell you everything that is happening here. Then another person, verse 10, my fellow prisoner, Arichakos, sent you his greeting, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, and has received instruction about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. Then there's another person mentioned, Jesus, verse 11, who is called Justus, also sent greetings. These are the only Jews among my co-workers for the kingdom of God, and they have proved a comfort to me. Can God say that about us? Can apostles say that about us? When he goes on mission trip, do we have our own other mission trip that we go through? Or that we go to that will stop us from holding forth to the house that he has left in our hands? This house is not left in the hands of the leaders. It's not left in the hands of the workers. It's left to the hands of Christ's faith tabernacle. And Christ's faith tabernacle comprises of all the members of this house. So God wants us to be faithful. Verse 12 said, Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, also sent greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer. This is the work of this man. Wrestling in prayer. How many of us are wrestling in prayer during the week? 
A lot of this testimony that was shared tonight was as a result of some faithful men and women that gather every day in the two churches and across the world. Because it's not just Christ with Abanaku London that have a devotion, a hour of prayers for one hour. All across the world, all our branches across the world are doing the same. But there are remnants who gather daily to pray. And this is why all these testimonies come about. This is just a few. A lot of people are in the congregation did not come out tonight. That God has done so much in their lives. Some of you, when you are weak and tired and weary and battling, even in the middle of the night, some people are praying diligently for salvation and deliverance for you. Some are at the brink of death. But because of the faithfulness of some people's prayer, God delivers you without you knowing. So this man, his own job, is always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. Some of you might have, might have wanted to give up the fight, backslide. Some of your friends might have come to you and said, it doesn't worth it. All this you're serving is not, is not making your life getting any better. But I tell you, because of the faithfulness of people that are praying in their closet and praying when they come in here, your faith stands strong. You, all of a sudden, you just think, oh, I have nothing to lose. Let me keep on hanging on. And that is why you are firmly rooted in Christ. Because of men and women who are diligent in seeking the face of the Lord. Verse 13 said, I vouch for him that he is working hard for you and for those at Laodicea and Erapolis. Said, our dear friend Luke, the doctor, our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas send greetings and to the rest of them. And the final one, he said, verse 17, he said, tell Aritropos, see to it that you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord. I want to ask us a question tonight. What is the ministry that we have received in the Lord? What is the ministry? What is the calling? What is it that God has told you? Some of us have calling upon our lives and you can testify to it. Some of you, God has specifically spoken to you. Join the JTA. Join the prison ministry. And you have been defying it. Year in, year out. God says you need to complete that ministry. Some have not started. Some have, are on it. Some are back and forth in it. God says you should complete. Because Jesus completed what he started. He had an opportunity to give up. He had an opportunity to say at that garden of Gethsemane, let this cup be taken off me. For he said, not my will, but your will be done. And he went through the cross. And because he went through the cross, he rose up from the dead. He's ascended at the right side of the Father in heaven. And that is why salvation is given to yourself and myself. Amen. You can see how many people will be deprived if you do not complete your ministry. You see yourself as just, oh, just me, the old me. Some will say the poor them. I don't want to say poor me because I'm not poor. So, but you are not an ordinary you, because you that you call yourself an ordinary, you are a nation. You are a nation, you are a city. And if you do not manifest, you are depriving the lives of many. 
you are depriving the life of many. I'm reminding us of all what God has spoken to you in the past. This is the time for you to rise up. Because faithfulness, God demands faithfulness. At the end of the day, God is going to test our faithfulness. How are we faithful to what he has committed into our hands? The talent that God has given you, what did you make of it? The treasure that God has given you, what did you make of it? The time that God has given you, what did you make of it? Some of you may say, I do not have time. I tell you, you have, every one of us have time. It depends on how we organize our time and what is the priority over our time. If God is your priority, He will make every other thing, He will reshovel your life that nothing will suffer. Your family life will not suffer, your work life will not suffer, your ministry life will not suffer. Everything will be in that jigsaw, and He will make sure that everything is fixed together. Because you give God your time. So God wants us to complete that which you have started. Look at the testimony of Apostle Paul. We all knew what Apostle Paul went through. Second Timothy chapter 4. Verse 7. He said, I have fought the good fight. This was a man who overcame. I have fought the good fight. Not the bad fight. He did not fight against flesh and blood. The fight, the fight he fought, he fought against beasts. He fought against all those religious Jews who did not want him to minister to the Gentiles. But see, the Gentiles came to the knowledge of Christ through the rising of Paul. If Paul did not rise, many of us would have been here. Depriving ourselves from that common word that God has given to the Jews and to all of us. But he caught the revelation. He caught the revelation. If he did not rise, if he did not manifest, all the people that came to the knowledge of Christ who are not original Jews, they will not come. So he fought that fight. He even fought among even his own fellow brethren who are the apostles. They criticized him. For he fought that good fight. And he said, I have finished the race. Prior to the time that he was writing this, God has already revealed to him that his time is coming to an end. So he knew the time is going to die. It wasn't coming, it wasn't an, it wasn't an, an impromptu thing. It wasn't something that come as a surprise. And that's why anything that happens to a child of God, if you are not overcomer, Nothing should come to you on our ways. Even on the time that you, people, some of us will go to heaven to be with the Lord, we will know. We will know. This man knew. And that is why he has said, he now gave us his testimony. I have fought that good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Is that something that we can say about ourselves? What fight are we fighting today? Are we fighting the good fight? But we are fighting with some of our brethren. We are fighting with each other. We are quarreling. The Bible says the servant of the Lord must not quarrel. But must be ready to teach. Are we quarreling? Are we fighting? Are we upset? God is saying that we should fight that good fight. Let's fight that fight. That fight that will bring redemption to many. That will bring wholeness to many. That will bring joy to many. Our brother was talking about that he is a custodian of God's peace. 
If someone do not want peace, you give peace by force. Because the Bible says that pursue peace. If peace is running away, you need to pursue it. You give them peace by force. People don't want to, if people don't want to say hello to me in my working place, I go to their face like this. Hello. I actually call someone and say that you don't say hello because I've studied. I always study people because I think maybe that is her. But I've seen her say hello to this, hello to that. How come you're not saying hello to me? So I call her and say, look, come. You, you don't say hello. Oh, I say hello. I said, no, I don't hear you say hello. You don't say hello. Try to say hello to everyone when you see them, right? Good. So then from that day onward, up to now, even if I'm not listening, she will scream my name. Hello. So it's good to correct people in love. So peace, I'm talking about peace. If someone lacks peace, because you're a custodian of peace. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, lives in you. So you have the peace in larger measure. You can give it free of charge. It doesn't cost you anything. So if it's running away, you pursue it. And give people peace by force. Give them joy by force. Those are the fights that we are fighting. I have finished the race. Let your race, the race that you are running, this race of faith, we need to complete it. It is not halfway. You cannot give up. You've gone so far that you cannot give up. It's like someone who wants to run 1,500. And then in the middle of the, of the journey, he just back off. That would be in his resume for life. But there are some people who, in the midst of the journey, they fall. But they will rise up again. Even if they are not going to get that prize, they will run. I must get to that finishing race. And that's what God is telling us. We cannot give up. We cannot give up. Any situation that is going around you is working for your good. Everything that is going around you, all the situation that is going around you, is to mature you and bring you to that better place. So that you will live a life of victory. So I have finished the race. This race will finish it. And he said, I have kept the faith. God wants us to keep this faith. It's a glorious faith that we have. A day is like a thousand years. And a year is like a day. I tell you, before you know it, all this world will come to an end. Now we are all agile and everything is fine. God tarries. Some of us may not be able to walk the same way that we are walking smart. Some of us will be, our race will be slowing down in terms of our speed of walking. So what I'm saying in a nutshell, that whatever stage that you are right now, keep on serving the Lord. Don't allow your tempo of serving Him to cool down. Do not allow the fire to keep burning low. Let that fire be quickened. Let that fire be aglow. And the only way you can keep it aglow is when you do not neglect the fellowship of one another. So God is calling us. He's calling us to run the race that he has set before us. Because we are born to overcome. We are born to overcome hallelujah shall we stand on our feet tonight we are going to pray 
the Bible says that Paul fought the good fight and he finished the race and he kept the faith. Then now there is in store for him or for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. We are the ones that who long for God's appearing. And God says he's going to give us a crown of righteousness. But before we can be crowned with a crown of righteousness, we need to fight a good fight of faith. We need to finish our race. And we need to keep the faith. So we're going to pray tonight that God will empower us to fight that good fight of faith. And Lord, he will empower us to finish the race of faith that he has set before us. And he will also empower us to keep the faith to the end. Let's lift up our voice and begin to pray. My Father, my God, we want to thank you, my Father, for this word that you have brought to us tonight. We thank you because we are born to overcome. The Bible said it is a victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Father, we want to thank you, God of heaven, that you have called us, O oh God, into this good fight of faith. Father, in heaven, as your servant, O oh God, Apostle Paul, said, I have fought the good fight of faith. Enable us, O oh God, by the power of the Holy Spirit to fight this good fight of faith without looking back, without getting weary in the name of the Lord Jesus. Enable us to fight a good fight of faith. That Lord, we will not grow slumber in our ways. We will not slumber in our fights. But God, will empower us, oh God, by the power of your inner mind, by the power of our inner mind, to fight a good fight of faith. To fight a good fight of faith. Paul said, I finished the race. Enable us, oh God, to complete what we start, oh God, in you. Enable us, oh God, to finish the race, oh God, Father of faith, that we are running. Enable us, my Father, that will not look back, that Lord God Almighty, we will not give up, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, the power to endure to the end, to fight to the end, to run the race to the end. Father, let it come upon us in the name of Jesus. Give us a grace, oh God, to fight a good fight. Give us a grace, oh God, Father, God, to finish the race. Give us to raise the grace, Lord God, to keep the faith. Help us to keep the faith of Christ. Help us, oh God, to remain faithful to the end. Help us not to look back, my Father. You said that he that look back is not fit to the, for the kingdom. Father, we pray for as many that are on the verge of giving up. Father, today we pray that you will steer them up. Steer them up, my Father. Enable them to fight a good fight of faith. Enable them to finish the race. Enable them to keep the faith. My Father, we pray. The Bible says you lift up the head of those who are bowed down, as many whose knees are shaking, as many whose knees are feeble. Father, we pray that God, you begin to steer them up. You begin to steer them up. You begin to steer them up. In the name of Jesus, let them begin to rise up, my Father God, that they will not fall. They will not fall. You said the righteous fall seven times, and yet he will arise. So God, we declare unto everyone that is falling tonight, arise in the name of Jesus. Arise in the name of Jesus. Arise in the name of Jesus and let the strength of God come upon them. Let the strength of God come upon them. We pray that none of us will be weary. None of us will be faint. Father, none of us will be faint-hearted. Enable our hearts, oh God, Father, to catch up with what God is doing, oh God, in these last days. Help us to run with Christ. Help us to run with Christ. Help us to run with Christ. Help us to run 
run with Christ. Father, help us, my Father, that, Lord, while we are in the race, oh God, we will not go shipwreck. While we are in the race, my Father and my God, we will not look back. Enable us, oh God, to set our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The Bible says, oh, for the joy that is set before him, despise, oh God, the cross, and despise the shame, and you look unto Jesus. My Father, we want to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We pray that you will perfect our faith life. You will perfect our faith walk. You will enable us to walk, oh God, without slumbering. You will enable us to walk, oh God, without looking back. Empower us, oh God, by your spirit. Quicken our mortal bodies tonight. Quicken our mortal bodies tonight. Quicken our mortal bodies tonight. Empower us, oh God, from on high. Let the grace and the glory that came upon Jesus, that made him to endure the cross, let it come upon us also. Let that spirit of endurance come upon us. Let that spirit of perseverance come upon us. That that spirit, oh God, that enables us to wait upon the Lord and renew our strength. Let it come upon us, oh God. Help us to set our affections on things above and not things beneath. In the name of the Lord Jesus, empower our hearts, empower our minds. Father God, I will not grow weary. We will not grow weary. Let every weariness, oh God, be gone. In the name of Jesus. And Lord God, enable us, oh God, to be strengthened in the spirit of our inner man. Enable us to be strengthened in the spirit of our inner man. Clothe us with strength. Clothe us with your supernatural strength. Clothe us with God's strength tonight. Father, let the strength of God come to us in the name of the Lord Jesus, so that God we will not, oh God, Father, fall. We will not fall. We will not be unproductive. We will not, oh God, be ineffective. But Lord, we'll be productive and effective in our faith. We'll be productive and effective in our knowledge of you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Empower us, my God and my King. Help us to fix our gaze on you, God. Father, help us to fix our gaze on you. We want to be like Jesus. We want to live a life of an overcomer. So, Father, grant us victory in the name of Jesus. Grant us victory over our flesh. Grant us victory over our minds. Grant us victory over our soul. Let our spirit man be strong in the name of Jesus. Enable us to be strong in the Lord and the power of your mind. Clothe us with the full armor of God so that we have to stand against the wiles of the enemy in the name of the Lord Jesus. Empower us, O God. Empower us in our Christian race. Empower us in our Christian race. Help our love for you, God, to grow deeper. Help our love for you, Lord God, to grow deeper. Help us to love God with all our heart and soul and body. Help us to be totally sold out for God in the name of the Lord Jesus. Help us to be devoted to the Lord. Devoted, oh God, to your calling. Devoted, oh God, to the ministry that you have called us to. Help us to complete that which we have started. Help us, oh God, to get to the finishing line in the name of the Lord Jesus. That we'll get to the finishing line. That we'll not be backtracked, oh God. That, Lord God, we will not slide back, oh God, Father, into the world. But, Lord God, you will enable us, Father, to be rooted and grounded in your kingdom. Empower us from on high, Lord God. Strengthen us, oh God, from on high. Lord, anoint us afresh, oh God, for the race ahead. Ah, anoint us afresh for the race ahead of us. Anoint us afresh for the race ahead of us. Help us, my Father, my God, to be empowered from on high. Fill us with the power of the Holy Ghost. Fill us with the power of your Spirit. And cause your grace, O oh God, to continually abound over us. In the name of Jesus. Oh, 
Father, we bless your name. We give you all the glory and praise and honor. We say, blessed be your name forevermore. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Savior. We exalt you, Jesus. You are exalted in this place. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praised. I want all head bowed and all eyes closed. And if you are here tonight and you know that you are not an overcomer, we read in that first book of John, chapter 5, 4 to 5, for everyone born of God overcome the world. So if you are not born of God, you are not an overcomer. But you can be an overcomer tonight. And that's why this meeting is set up specifically for you. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. All you need is faith in the Lord Jesus. Believe in Jesus. That's all. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. Open up your heart and he will come in to stay. And you become the Lord of your life. And automatically you will overcome all the troubles in the world. The Bible says there are many troubles in the world, tribulations in the world, but we've overcome them all. We overcome. We have the victory. Any child of God, every child of God has the victory. So tonight, if you know that you are not saved and you want to be saved tonight, I want you to slip your hands up and the saints will pray for you. Today you want to dedicate your life to Christ. I want the saints to pray. Those of you who are saved, I want you to pray. All those children that are sleeping, can you wake them up? Angels are here going around. Wake them up. So if you want to give your life to Christ, I want your hands slipped up so that the saints can pray for you. Anyone who wants to give their life to Christ tonight, I want you to raise your hand up sky high so that we can see you and angels will be we attend to you tonight. Anyone in the house that wants to give their life to Christ? Okay, so we are all believers tonight. I want us to pray for ourselves. Maybe you are here tonight and you know that your Christian life is now becoming a drag. The excitement is no longer there. Coming to church is a struggle. Even praying is a struggle. To read your Bible is a struggle. To fellowship with the saints, you feel isolated. You do not, you've lost the joy of salvation completely. I want you to, to pray for yourself. I'm not going to tell you to come out. But we all are going to pray for you also. I want us to lift up our voice on behalf of those who fall into that category tonight. Maybe some of you, the Bible says, let the strong encourage the weak. So we are going to pray for all those who are sliding back into their shell, who are now like Christianity is no longer an exciting thing. They are forcing themselves to do what they are doing. The excitement is gone. And you want to pray like David said, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. There's so much joy in the house. Jesus is full of joy and is going to pour that oil of gladness upon your soul again so that the zeal will be restored, the excitement will be restored, the power will be restored, the joy will come like a river. 
Let's begin to pray for these ones right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, Father God, for as many, Lord, that are weak and they are tired. Lord God of heaven, they have slumbered back into their shell. They have now become lukewarm. My God and King, I thank you because your presence is here. I thank you, Jesus, that you have the oil of gladness, O God, Father, in your hands. And so, Lord God, I pray, Father, you know those individuals right now. Father, they are crying from their heart, and they say, that is me. I really want my joy to be restored. My God and King, I pray for these ones right now, that God will restore unto them the joy of their salvation. So that God of heaven, they begin to live a life of victory. They begin to live a life of an overcomer. My God, I pray that you will stir up, O God, a river within, Father. You said, out of our belly we flow rivers of living water. For as many whose river has gone dry, Father, we pray that Lord the river of life let it begin to flow to them right now let the river of life begin to flow into their spirit right now God of heaven I pray stir up their hearts my God stir up their mind Lord Jesus let them be restored back to their first love let the joy that they once have be restored back to them let their love oh God Father be quickened in the name of Jesus let them love God with all their heart and soul and body my father we pray for restoration tonight this is their hour of restoration. Restore them back to their first love, Lord. Restore them back to their first love, my Father. Let the river of God flow through them right now, tonight, my Father. God of heaven, turn their dryness into pools of living water. Turn their parched land, oh God, into streams of living water. Let rivers begin to flow through their hearts right now, God of heaven. Quicken their soul, quicken their spirit, my Father. As they begin to read the word of of God and we begin to see Jesus again. That revelation will come from the world in Jesus' name. That the anointing of God will fall upon them afresh. That they begin to flourish again. I pray that they begin to flourish again in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that they will no longer neglect the guardian of your people. I pray that God as they come into your house, Lord God, the joy of your presence, oh God, will fill their hearts, will fill their soul, God. Change their prayer life, Lord. Lord. Let their prayer life be more exciting, Lord Jesus. Let their prayer life, oh God, become more exciting, Jesus. Lord, let their prayer life become a dialogue with Jesus. Let it become a dialogue, speaking to Jesus and Jesus speaking back to them. My Father, we pray, God of heaven, let the river flow again, God. Let the river flow, let the river flow. Let the river flow, let the river flow. In the name of Jesus, Father, flow into every home tonight. Flow into every family tonight. Flow into every gathering tonight, my Father God. Let the river of salvation begin to flow. Let the river of salvation begin to flow. Let the joy of salvation begin to flow. Do not take away the Holy Ghost from them, my Father. Fill them up with the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, let them experience the Holy Spirit. Let them experience, oh God, the joy that the Holy Ghost gives. Let them experience the peace that the Holy Holy Ghost give. Let the Holy Ghost begin to minister to them. Let them enjoy the ministry of the Holy Ghost again in the name of Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit, flow upon them, my Father. Lord, we bless you, God. We give you glory, honor, and praise because it is done. If you are sick tonight, I want you to lay your hands upon your body where it is hot. 
If it's in the head, lay your hands on the head. If it's in the brain, lay your hands on the brain. If it's in your abdomen, do the same. If it's where you cannot touch, lay your hands on the chest. Jesus, the healer, the great physician is here in the house. The Bible says he arrives with healing in his wings. Jesus is here tonight. Father, we want to thank you because you are our healer. Jehovah Rapha is your name. The Lord that healed us. The Bible says no evil plague will come near our dwelling. For you are the Lord God that healed us. You said, O oh God, worship the Lord your God, and you will cause your blessing to come upon your food and our water. None shall miscarry, none shall cast their young. You will remove sickness from the midst of us, and you will have, will have a full lifespan. No one who lives in Zion will say, I am healed. God of heaven, we thank you because Jesus was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement that made us whole was upon him, and by his stripes we were made whole. Thank you, Father, for the healing virtue that comes from Jesus. Thank you for the healing blood that flows from Jesus. Tonight we ask, Lord, pour your river of healing upon this house. Pour your river of healing upon this house. Pour your river of healing upon this house. I say pour your river of healing upon this house. The river of healing is poured right now. Begin to receive your healing. Begin to receive your healing. Healing in the chest. Healing in the brain. Begin to receive your healing. Healing in the mind. Healing in the kidney. Healing in the liver. Receive your healing right now. Receive your healing right now. Healing in the spring. Healing in the bone. Receive your healing right now. Healing in the central nervous system. Receive your healing right now. In the eye socket, receive your healing right now. In the eardrum, receive your healing right now. In the lungs, receive your healing right now. In the ovaries, receive your healing right now. In the abdomen, receive your healing right now. I say receive your healing right now. In the bones, receive your healing right now. Healing in the blood, receive your healing right now. The river is flowing right now. Receive your healing. Receive. Say, I receive. I receive my healing. I receive my healing. I am made whole by the blood of the Lamb. I am made whole by the blood of the Lamb. I receive my healing right now. I exchange my sickness for my healing. I exchange my infirmity for my healing. I receive healing from the house of the maker. I receive healing from the house of the healer. I receive healing from the house of Jehovah Rapha. I receive healing from the house of Jesus, the great physician. I receive healing from the healer tonight. I receive healing from the healer tonight. I receive my healing tonight. I receive my healing tonight. Blinded eyes begin to open right now. I say blinded eyes begin to open right now. Lame begin to walk right now. In the name of Jesus the impossible of your life become possible tonight. I say the impossible of your life become possible tonight. The impossible of your life become possible tonight. Things are turning around for you tonight. I say things are turning around for you tonight. Your story is changing tonight. Your story is changing tonight. Your shame is taken away tonight. Your reproach is taken away tonight. Your object of scorn is taken away tonight. No longer shall men say, where is your God? I say the Lord begin to turn your fortune around. The Lord begin to turn your fortune around. The Lord begin to bring joy and laughter to your soul. In the name of the Lord Jesus, weeping may endure for a night, but joy come in the morning. I declare that your morning of joy has come. Your morning of joy has come. Barrenness, you are removing the name of Jesus. I cast away barrenness. I say, your womb are fruit 
fruitful tonight. Fruitfulness comes to your womb. The power to conceive, receive in Jesus' name. The power to conceive, receive in Jesus' name. The power to conceive, receive in Jesus' name. The Lord make you joyful mother of children. The Lord make you joyful mother of children. Covenant children begin to come forth from heaven. Angels are dropping in your hands. Covenant children. Children of destiny. Children that will bring you joy. Children that will reign in this land. Children that will reign supreme. Children that will walk in righteousness. Children of God of intelligence. Children of wisdom and knowledge and insight. Children of destiny. Children that will never put you to shame. Children of honor. Children of dignity. Children that will bring splendor and glory to you. I say the angels are putting them in your hands right now. The angels are putting them in your hands right now. You are not going home empty-handed. You are going home full of your power, full of God's power, full of God's glory, full of His healing, full of His wonders, full of His grace, full of His power, full of His might. In the name of Jesus, the destiny that God has ordained for you, receive and begin to walk in it. Receive and begin to walk in it. No longer shall you be called, uh, you will not be called deserted. You will be called sought after. Your desolate land will be inhabited. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we declare, Lord God, that you will no longer become Mara. You will become sweetness. The Lord turn your bitterness into sweetness. The Lord turn your dryness into a pool of living water. I say it is your year to flourish. It is your season to flourish. It is your season to abound. It is your season to laugh. It is your season to reign. It is your season to rule. It is your season to take over. It is your season to be the head. You will be the head and not the tail. You will be on top and not beneath. You will always be the first and not the last. The Lord will tell you to begin to inherit your alignment. In the name of Jesus, the allotment that God has ordained for you, you will inherit it. No man shall inherit what you have been allotted to. In the name of the Lord Jesus, begin to take possession of the land. Begin to take possession of the land. It is your time to reign. The crown to reign is upon your head. The scepter to rule is upon your hands. Begin to rule in the name of Jesus. Begin to rule in the name of Jesus. Begin to reign in the name of Jesus. The splendor of God is upon you. The glory of God is upon you. Your light will never go dim. Your light will never go dim. I say your light will never go dim. You are a light that shines in the midst of darkness. Begin to shine in the name of Jesus. Begin to shine in the name of Jesus. You are born to overcome. You are born to overcome. For this is a victory that overcome the world. Even our faith. Victory is yours in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We bless you, God, for the victory tonight. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, you are born to overcome. You are born to overcome. You are born to overcome. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I am excited about what God is doing in this season. Hallelujah. I'd like to invite you to please take your seats. Let's prepare for our tithes and our offering tonight. Can I invite the choir up? Um, but praise the Lord. You know, it's, uh, it's overcomer's night. And on overcomer's night... 
Our offering is dedicated to the Voice of Hope Media. All the offering that we give, if you've brought your thighs, you're welcome to please put your thighs uh, or, or give your thighs, but please mark it clearly that that's your thighs. All the offering that we give tonight, we devote it, dedicate it to the Voice of Hope Media. It's our opportunity to spread the gospel. So all that we give tonight, Overcomers Night Vigil, we invest it in the, in, in the music ministry. Oh, sorry, in the, vi- in, the, in the video ministry, not the music ministry. The music comes into it, but it's not the music ministry. It's in the, it's in the television ministry of Christ Faith Tabernacle. And that's what ensures that when you log on 24-7... 365 plus one day if it's a leap year you can get on to the you can get on to the website and you can have free access to the materials that God is blessing us with in this house so if you we also like to encourage you to devote set aside on a monthly basis a fixed amount that you that you give to us a voice of hope media a voice of hope ministry and the lord will bless you as you do that if you're a taxpayer can i encourage you to please use the blue envelopes and please mark on there the opportunity give christ faith tabernacle the opportunity to reclaim the tax that you would have paid on your given the lord will bless you richly as you do that have you prepared your offering tonight if you have I'd like to invite you to bow down and just thank God as an individual for that which God is enabling you to give tonight. It's out of that which God has blessed you with that you're bringing obedience to his word. Thank God for indeed you are an overcomer. And overcomers give heed to instruction. The Bible says, whoever gives you to instruction shall prosper. So thank God for the opportunity to give tonight. Lord, we give you praise and we thank you. For in Jesus' name we pray. I'd like to ask that we remain seated. The choir would like to minister a special number. I guess. Am I correct? Because that's the only reason why some members are sitting down, I'm sure. And those that didn't come for practice are sitting down. Amen. Um, very, very quickly, I'm just going to introduce the song uh, that we're going to minister this evening. Um, the song that we're going to minister is called Holy Spirit. It's very much in line with uh, what has been preached this evening song basically is a soul cry out to the Holy Spirit and just asking for more and more we can never have enough we can we can never get to the point where we've known God so long that we've had our fill our cup can never run over with God he is an endless journey and the destination and we will never be able to 
experience absolutely everything that he has because he's endless. He is the I am that I am and the ancient of days. So we pray that this song will spark in you that drive and that hunger and that desire to want more of God. To seek more of him in your life and in every area. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for indeed, Holy Spirit, you're welcome. Thank you for flooding this place with your presence. Lord, we long for you. As the deer pants after water, so our heart longs for you, Lord. We desire your presence like never before. As with a heart that is filled with thanksgiving and praise tonight, that we have brought our thighs and our offering dedicated to the voice of Hope Media Ministry into your presence. Lord, this is a holy offering that has been brought by your holy people. We ask, Father, that you consume me with your holy fire. And Lord, that you impart your blessings as you have ordained concerning us. That whatever we lay our hands upon to do in you, we shall prosper in it. Thank you, Lord, because you have promised to rebuke the devourer for our sakes. We give you glory and we give you praise. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's be seated, please, for a few minutes. Praise the Lord. I'm confident we have been truly blessed tonight. Before we leave, we'd like to recognize anyone who's visiting with us for the first time tonight. So if it is your first time of worshiping with us here at CFT Cathedral, would you be kind enough to please indicate by raising up your hands? Anyone worshiping with us for the first time? Anyone worshipping with us for the first time? We owe a debt. So later on this week, we have the victory night. Can I encourage us all, myself inclusive, to invite someone? Because God is doing wonderful things in our midst always. You are very welcome, my sister. I didn't see your hand, so my apologies. Could all of those, if you're happy to, please rise to your feet if you're happy to. And can I ask those around her to please welcome her with a Christ Faith Tabernacle welcome. You're welcome and the Lord bless you. I know you have been blessed and you will have information in there about our regular meetings. Please be seated and thank you very much for coming tonight. God bless you. Tomorrow, Saturday, is our normal weekly evangelism day. And uh, we're all encouraged to go out for evangelism. It holds between 12 and 2 every Saturday. To make it easy for us, we are divided into groups. And we've got four groups. So if you're free, please join evangelism tomorrow. But if you are in group four, then it is your week tomorrow. And evangelism holds both here and in New Cross uh, and the relevant uh, you will know the relevant pastors in your uh, various parishes 
At least I know it's Pastor Debbie here in Cathedral. Uh, who's the pastor for New Cross, Group 4? Pastor Roger. Thank you very much. Pastor Roger is the pastor for Group 4 in New Cross. If you are in Pastor Roger's group, it's your turn tomorrow. Can I also just remind us that our uh, victory night uh, for the month of signs and wonders starts on Thursday, the 1st of June and runs through to Saturday, the 3rd of June. And I'd just like to remind us that Apostle told us uh, about, I think about two weeks ago, that we should remember that on the 1st of June, he's going to pray for everyone in business at 7 p.m. here. Uh, as well as the 2nd of June, on the 1st, he'll also see all leaders at 7. And on the 3rd, he's going to pray for everyone who is studying. So please remember, if you fall into any of those categories, be here for 7. But the Victory Night service will commence at 8 p.m. Can I also encourage us to continue to pray for our father and mom, Apostle and Reverend Omar, whenever they're not in our midst, we must continue to pray for them in that which God has uh, sent them for that time and season. And finally, I'd like to invite Dickens Soji for the youth announcement. The youth have an announcement, do they? There were no youth in the house. Good evening, everybody. Are we tired? We can't be. The night's still young. That's good. <laughs> okay, so um, I have an announcement um, for the youth of Royal Destiny. Um, it's that's right, that's right. Okay, so um, it's to do with the youth outreach that's taking place on Saturday, the 10th of June. Were we aware of the youth outreach? Yeah, we are aware of the youth outreach. Okay, sounds like we might still have some um, more work to do with regards to gaining awareness. Um, and attending youth meeting. Okay, so um, basically, you didn't know before, you know now. Um, 10th of June is the date that we're going out to the streets of um, to Deptford. Um, we're going to impact the community. Um, it's aimed to empower the people um, and preach Jesus and win souls for Christ. Um, I'd like to state and for us to take home with us that that date is heaven ordained. It's, you know, we don't just pick these events out of our head like God speaks to us and we run with the vision and there's definitely people that God wants to touch in this time and God wants to use us um, the scripture says God makes his appeal through us so I'd like as many use as possible to bear that date in mind keep it in your diaries note it down that we have to be available to, to do God's work to go out I mean we know we're overcomers but we need to share that and tell other people who don't yet know God about the love that God has for them and their capabilities and their potential. Um, so we need all hands on deck. Um, there will be a uh, the youth desk will be set up on Sunday, um, both here um, in the foyer and at New Cross. So if you are available to help um, towards making that day a success, if you could please write your name down um, with the youth reps, or you can approach myself or Deacon Zach, um, who should be behind me. 
um, and just register your interest just to let us all you have to do is leave us your name leave us your telephone number um, and just say that you're available and we will contact you in the week um, we have a lot of little little jobs little tasks um, that we can all carry basically carry the weight of, of the task at hand um, so yeah let's God um, God bless us as we are obedient to his call Amen. Can I invite us to please rise as we bring this meeting to a close? We shall say the grace as it is in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verses 20 and 21, with an uplifted right hand. Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our closing hymn.
showers of blessing that we plead will fall upon you. The blessings of obedience will follow you and accompany you because you have obeyed the Lord and answered his call to be in this place tonight. And you will go in the power of the Most High God and overcome in Jesus' name. The Lord bless you.